come to you, gotta have faith. What is faith? In Hebrews 11, chapter 1, verse, the Apostle Paul writes, Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. One playwright writes, It's believing you see white when your eyes tell you black. It's a belief when no one else believes. Dr. King says, If you don't believe in something, you'll fall for anything. This is a Christian podcast. This is a Christian podcast uh, where we share our faith and belief in God and also in mankind the goodness and kindness in mankind. In today's world, we see lots of ugliness based on racism, misogyny, and age-old grudges. But there's goodness in all of us. There's goodness in this world. But it begins with our belief. you got to have faith. All right, today is the 15th of September, the middle of September. Uh, we have a gang here. We have uh, Deb and Craig. Hello, hello. Hey, there. And we're going to do something different. Usually we pick a Bible verse. But we're going to talk on a subject matter, uh, the subject matter of Christianity and pop culture. So this should be a fun one. Um, so, yeah, oh, yeah, so today was my um, turn to pick the topic. And I've noticed that there, there's a new show that's coming out this fall on CBS called God Friended Me. And I kept seeing promos for it. And mm-hmm. it's about a millennial who gets friended by God on Facebook. So we already know the premise is crap because millennials don't use Facebook. But um, <laughs> but it, it just I was like, wow, yep, okay, yep. what is this? And and it and then it reminded me that recently there was another show on CBS as well mm-hmm. about a man who was trying to live by the book, living biblically. Yeah. And then I was like, what other show? I started thinking, what other shows have been about God? And there have been a lot of shows over the years, and a lot of movies about God, so I wanted us to kind of talk about, you know, these, how God is portrayed in our entertainment industry, and and what do we know about God from movies and TV and, and music, um, and, and of course, because I'm a list maker, I made a list, <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and, and I think we'll, mm-hmm. we'll kind of all talk about some movies and music and, and things that we remember influenced us mm-hmm. um you know that you mentioned earlier at breakfast the ten commandments is like what everyone kind of thinks of of god or the bible but i mean when you when you think too like in in the last couple decades bruce almighty i think everyone thinks about morgan freeman now when they think about god <laughs> in, in our contemporary culture mm-hmm. um I mean, even Time Bandits and the Holy Grail had God portrayals. Um, you talking about the Monty Python thing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and even recently, in the last couple of years, there was Noah, um, the the story of the Ark with mm-hmm. Russell Crowe, God, the Exodus, Gods and Kings. That's right, I mean, with uh, Christian Bale. And, and at, at Christmas time, there was a, a cartoon about the, the star and the birth of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, and I was just thinking, it's it's. I'm seeing it more. Is it because I'm looking for it? I don't, I don't think I am. But um, what do we know about God from TV yeah. and movies and music? Did, did we want to pray first? Yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just, okay. Just excited about this topic, yeah, I guess. No, it's, it's totally fine. I'm excited, too. Wow. Okay. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for waking us up this wonderful Saturday morning and for us getting excited about talking about you. Uh, we uh, pray that as we talk about how you influenced um, our world, um, not only in Western culture, but in, in all cultures, uh, we want to sort of dive into how you have influenced us and um, how 
pop culture has sort of uh, used you to either spread your word or, uh, un- in unfortunate cases, sometimes manipulate your word in, in uh, unpleasant ways. But we want to dive into your word and to sort of understand you more and to uplift you more. And we ask that everything that we say and we do is blessed by the love of you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So let's dive in. Well, so what are some of your favorite um, movies or TV shows or songs about that have a God theme or God in them? Well, um, so I made a little a list myself, and I, I can expunge more into it. I made a list of influences that both I was attracted to and also things that sort of may have repulsed me that people have used, mm-hmm. you know, God. Like um, there was an artist named uh, Andre Serrano in 1987 who created Piss Christ where basically there's a crucifix in a, um, I think it's a bottle of urine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a big, big old jar. I remember that, yeah. that was, I forget where it was uh, revealed, but mm-hmm. I don't know whether it was at the the Metropolitan Museum of Art. Or yeah, let's see here. Uh, this was uh, the, you the, remember the, it the piece. Oh, it was a big controversy. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, people were just uh, horrified. Mm-hmm. And... I don't know. I was. I think I was. I forget what it was. I think I was like in my late twenties or something like that when it happened. So I was just. I was at the time where it's like ha ha ha. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it got a. It was sponsored by the National Endowment of the Arts. Uh, oh, that's, that's right. right. Yeah, that's right. The NDA got a lot of, a lot of stuff for that. But. Yeah, it says that it was uh, exhibited at the Stux Gallery in New York. Okay. And that was in 1987. And of course, uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. It, it just created all sorts of stuff. Uh, also. Um, uh, lots of um, music like Madonna and Prince, of course, uh, being an 80s, you know, I grew up right, right. like an 80s person. So um, uh, Prince and the Revolution created, uh, had Purple Rain and on their album. Although it's interesting, when I look on the album that sold now, Purple Rain, that's cut out. Oh. They cut out God. They did? The music God. But I remember it. It was very, very um, <sighs> euphorical or it was, it was very abstract. It wasn't like a four-to-four timing song. So it wasn't really a hit. So it's not on the current, like, one of the first No, I, I, I tried look, looking for it, and uh, I know that it sold as a, uh, like, this is back when they sold 45s. So on one side, it was, um, I think, I Will Die For You or something like that, and then on the other side, it was God. Mm-hmm. So they released it just as a single. Uh-huh. Uh, but that it came out around the time of Purple Rain. Interesting. Um, I'm like good for that. I like yes. Yeah. yeah. Like a Prayer, Madonna. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, everyone remembers that. I think it was and the video that everybody <laughs> kind of identifies <laughs> with, right? Right, exactly. Um, and I was describing the uh, the what the video was. The music video directed by Mary Lambert portrays Madonna as a witness to the murder of a girl by a white supremacist. When a black man is arrested for the murder, Madonna hides in a church for safety, seeking strength to go forth as a witness. The Vatican condemned the video, and family and religious groups protested its broadcast. See, you know, we you know, we talked about this at, at breakfast, and I don't remember any of the other songs. I just remember Madonna. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I remember just, the endorsement as well. Yeah, I remember people just being so upset by the burning cross, but not really looking at the whole story of what yeah. the yeah, video was. Yeah, I guess I was looking at other things, too. Mm-hmm. Well, you know. Kissing an African-American, <laughs> that was also sure, controversial. Sure, that sure. Time. You uh, two until the end of the world, and which was one of my favorite songs. You guys haven't heard of that song, have no. you? No, no, I don't believe uh, so. You were saying that you two um, is very faith-based. Bono. 
Exactly, they, they are. Uh, as a matter of fact, here is um, Bono. He says, I pray to get to know the will of God because they're pray- then the prayers have more chance of coming true. I mean, that's the thing about prayer. This is what Bono told an interviewer, Jay Byrne. We don't do it in a very lofty way in our family. It's just a bunch of us on the bed. Usually we're a very, we have a very big bed in our house. We pray with all of our kids. We read the scriptures. We pray. But um, I think the Joshua Tree is primarily yeah. Christian, yeah. which was fantastic. And I can't remember if he's Protestant or Catholic. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm guessing Catholic, but I'm not I'm sure to guess. Yeah. yeah. And also, I was thinking about the 70s, and I've talked beforehand about the great, the four great awakenings. Uh, the fourth great awakening, um, and you can look on Wikipedia on this, is the televangelist movement uh, and the birth of the religious right. I think we had, when we had Scott Munson on the first time, he, he said he kind of grew up digesting religion through television. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of of the same generation. Uh, I think many you know, people it, out That's there. kind of, you know, where it was at. You know, yep. And growing up in Texas on Sunday morning, you turn the TV on. That's all you got. Yep. <laughs> you know, yep. for hours. All the televangelists. The yeah. Club, yeah. Jerry Falwell. I think you had to wait until six o'clock, and the wonderful world of Disney in sixty minutes happened. You know, Frederick <laughs> K. Price. Uh, you know, no, you, you name it. Yeah, yeah. It all day long. And Remember many of those nice. are still going. Like the PTL was uh, my friend watches yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Jim Baker is still going on yeah. with his no. his other wife, although he's gotten very apocalyptic. What do you say it? Fatalistic? Fatalistic, yes. Apocalyptic. Yes, thank you. Thank you very much. So when you grew up in in that, if you, I was just going back to what you said about you and Scott kind of absorbing faith through that medium. Yeah. Having all those evangelist TV shows, Uh what did that, how did that impact you? Oh, it kind of just turned me off. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I thought it was was really boring, and I thought they were all kind of like, you know, Con men, really. Yeah. I mean, I was, you know, even even like you know, even when I was young, I was just like, oh gosh, kidding me, you know? Yeah. How can people digest this stuff? And it's like, you know, they do. I mean, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, especially when it, you know, it's, there's nothing else to turn to, you know. So there are a lot of a lot of people who were isolated, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. they, you know, would, would would turn to that. They'd be like their their kind of TV family. Yeah, in a way. It's interesting how those shows were so prevalent, and now almost every large church mm-hmm. broadcasts their sermons. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It, was, it was a very, very big thing. Yeah. And uh, I remember, um, I think my, I was telling my mom, oh, I don't need to go to church. I'll just watch it on TV. And she was like, listen, get up and get some clothes on and go to church. As if it were a lazy thing to do. Is that, hey, you know, it's almost like, you know, we don't have, a lot of folks don't cook food anymore. You know, they just have it delivered to them. Yes. And Amazon is a billionaire. You know, Be- Bezos is a multi-billionaire because people don't want to get leave the house to go to a shopping mall. Right. Just have it delivered to. So religion, especially back in those days, can be delivered to you. Well, churches are closing all over the place right now too. Yeah, That's unfortunately. Uh, you know, but you're like, it's weird because even in the time when you know churches are closing and attendance is down and people seem to, I, I, I hear people. Who don't have a particular spirituality per se, mm-hmm. so really, you know, upset by you know what's being done in the name of, of Christ and Christianity through uh, the evangelicals mm-hmm. who have embraced uh, this kind of you know our our, our present uh, conservative political system. Sure, and uh, you know, and it's kind of disheartening in a way, but at the same time, 
you know, we're seeing this pop culture, this entertainment, this kind of like searching and yearning and, and desire to kind of digest spirituality, to digest Christianity in such a way to kind of let it come back. You know, yeah. I, I find that fascinating because, you know, you have the counterculture, and it's it very true in the 70s, and I think it's happening still now, where you have a conservative group, a liberal group, and some of them are writers, some of them are content creators, they create movies and television, mm-hmm. and you see this tug of war where one group wants to bring you closer to tradition and family values, and they may not overtly say what Christianity. They say exactly what they say are family values. Then you have another counterculture that, want, that focuses on individuality. And, you know... Uh, a, a personal faith as opposed to a structured yeah. faith. Right, right, exactly. And, and each each will sprinkle a little bit of Christianity or what we think of Christianity, you know, within that. And a lot of the media, you know, because like in Jewish traditions and in Muslim tradition, traditions, you can't depict God. Mm-hmm. And so all the, all the movies and TVs we see are about a Christian God. Yeah. Yeah. Generally, even though they don't say he's a Christian God, that he's more of an interfaith yeah. God, but in a, you wouldn't have a Jewish movie with oh, sure. a God in it. And especially <laughs> and, and, a person and, and, portraying and God. And be considered very yeah. blasphemous. And yeah, and very good. Well, I mean, and speaking of blasphemous, I think about South Park oh, yeah. and their depiction of God Jesus. and Jesus. <laughs> and and they, they had this thing about um, uh, um, Muhammad. Like, you know, there's a thing where you, I guess you're not supposed to yep. display Muhammad. Oh, in the images. So they have, like, these gods as if they're superheroes right. <laughs> in there. And I guess Muhammad is sort of, you know, they have, like, a, um, a censored, you know, you know they've censored Yes, they censored his picture. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so was, oh, they digitized his yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, no, He's no, going to kill us, you know, we, we didn't, you know, we, we obeyed it and all that sort of stuff. There was another cartoon depiction, and I... I can't remember the name of it. It was like so and so, so and so, and God and Bob or the devil or something. And Jerry Garcia voiced the mm-hmm. the God character, oh, and he was like a cursing and smoking God character. And they mm-hmm. like they got a lot of flack for it. Oh, but, sure, yeah. fascinating. Yeah. So yeah, and, and there's always been you know comedians dancing around Christianity and and, well, and God. And we try to, uh, I mean, as a culture, we mm-hmm. try to depict God as a male, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, so, like, when Dogma came out in 1999 That's and right, Alanis Morissette was yeah. God, mm-hmm. people wigged out. Um, the Catholic Church, you know, they said it was blasphemy. Um, yeah. and mm-hmm. but, but when I looked, you know, because I, I started gathering mm-hmm. clips of, of all these different movies where God was portrayed and that's the only one where God is a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, there was one in the 1930s, which was an all African, um, African American. Interesting. It was based on a play called The Green Pastures. Oh, I've heard about that play. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. And Rex Ingram played God, and and everyone was very upset by his depiction of God okay. <laughs> because he was African American, mm. and you know, and, and the writers and the movie makers were like. God is the image that you need God to be. And and if this mm-hmm. play is all set in an African-American community, why wouldn't he be? Yeah, there's so much. I think, that, I, think, I think that comes from just biblical translation that's just kind of, you know, really abused and misused. I mean, you know, yeah. I think they originally focused on God as an authority. And, well, mm-hmm. guess what? Until 
maybe just about a few years ago, men were authorities, still are. And, you know, that's kind of just the patriarchal system that we all know. But there's lots of other stuff, you know, like in, in, in the Bible that I think people kind of just, you know, take in some kind of real literal form yeah. and, and just abuse it. Like in the Psalms, over and over, it says, fear God, fear God. Mm-hmm. Those who fear God, you know, and, and, and we often think, like, well, yeah, you know. No, they mean... Meaning, you know, if you, if, you, if you look at the real meaning and the underground background of the word, fear means respect. awe, yeah. respect, you know, yeah, overwhelmed, yeah. you know, just, you know, this, this kind of uh, je ne sais quoi, which is like, you know, mm-hmm. you know, all we can use is fear because that's yeah. kind of uh, how the Hebrews understood, yeah. you know. You know, it is interesting you mentioned the black God. There are regions within the black community, uh, I'm not going to include myself, where you'll see pictures of a black god uh-huh. where they say, hey, this is the image that we want. I don't really fall into that. I think, you know, I honestly think that if, if Jesus were alive today, he would look Middle Eastern, to be quite honest. He'd probably, he'd probably have a very hard time getting into the United States. He would not be allowed. <laughs> not only because of his skin color and yeah. his, his heritage, but because he's a hippie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we talked a little bit about that. There have been a lot of culture, especially in the 60s, where you had, along with the 60s and 70s, religious right, yeah, 60s and 70s, uh, where there were a group of um, musical writers, Andrew Lloyd Webber, and uh, I've got to look into Godspell, but basically you had Godspell and Jesus Christ Superstar. Uh-huh. Jesus Christ Superstar came out in 1970, and um, Godspell came out in 1971. Uh, both pre- both had sort of uh, a depiction of Jesus as yeah, sort of a hippie. That was the Christ story. Post, yeah. yeah, it was uh, sort of a post-hippie 1960s, uh, you know, Woodstock had just happened. Yeah, like, um, like Jesus Christ Superstar was like a rock opera. It exactly. is a rock opera. Yeah. That, and we had a recent live production of it on, I don't know what channel, but yeah. on one of the networks, I uh, which John I thought Legend, was very good. John Legend was Jesus, Jesus, I believe. He was Jesus. Jesus. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah I told you about the first show, the first I stage show I ever saw when I was a kid was Godspell with Ben Vereen. That's just awesome. Yeah. Yeah, which just, just blew my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love the, both of those musicals. Yeah. They're great. Really but it, but it is fascinating how the hippie generation, the countercultural movement, who you would think would move far away from religion, it's like, hey, don't tell me not to use my drugs and have you know, lots of sex or whatever, but sort of recast Jesus as someone, hey, who is all loving. All caring, all inclusive, not no borders or boundaries or whatever. Sort of a re, it's like the religious right. No, you don't have a uh, corner on the market of Christianity. Right. We have our own version of what Christianity can be. And, and, and to me, that that depiction is more what I see in the Bible than you see the renegade. I see the like because we've talked before. Jesus is a rock star, right? He's got yeah. mm-hmm. his sermons, and people flock. They come from all over. They want to touch his robes. They're yeah. Like, he's a rock star. Amazing. <laughs> like, yeah. To me, and because of the way that he's saying love one another, share, you know, I feel like, yeah, he's a socialist rock star. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm also fascinated going backwards into the 50s. The, the I'm not messianic, but the uh, the epics. Oh, uh, like Cecil B. in the Mill. Yeah, we talked about stuff. Yeah. Ten Bible in the beginning. Yeah. You know, ben Hur. Ben Hur, the greatest story ever told. Yeah. There were so um, many famous people yeah. in that, in the, the the Bible in the beginning. It was yeah. supposed to be a series of movies mm-hmm. that actually went through the entire Bible. Yeah. But they only funded one. And there were, there's like a list of like 30 famous actors portraying different people in the, wow. in the Old Testament. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's remarkable. 
Yeah, and, and I'm just fascinated. I, I don't know if it was because the post-World War II and this move to, I don't know if it was a conservative movement or whatever, but, you know, like what inspired these filmmakers to say, hey, let's dive yeah, into Yeah, why do we need this? What yeah. do you think? Why do we need all these shows and movies about God? Good yeah. question. What do you think, Craig? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't thought about that one. Yeah. That's, that's uh, I, I mean, I look at what's happened, like yesterday, I was talking about the, the churches at, um, at Grace Cathedral, uh, various uh, dioceses got together. And, uh, and, and that was for the global action. Along with uh, yeah, activists, you know, who are trying to, um, you know, emphasize the role of uh, the link of spirituality, Christian spirituality, and climate change. And what are we going to do about it? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, talking about, you know, how... You know, the EPA and the, the Interior Department and uh, Sierra Club are all getting the boot right now, are all getting kind of reamed, you know, uh, through this president administration. And uh, yeah. the way they just want to just take apart some of the protections and things for our for our world. For but, our, but they want a billion for, for dollars for the, world, for, the world, for the world that we live in. And so it's like uh, now is, is a, this, you know, now those kinds of ideas, you know, have to have, you know, a voice, and mm-hmm. so Christianity is stepping up to be part of that voice. Yeah. Uh, to say, like, so I think this world I'm, belongs yeah. to us, but it's not ours. We're stewards. Yeah. We're so I think, yeah, I totally get what you're saying, Craig. My answer as far as why, I think, I think the simple, well, the only way that I can rationalize it is a lot of folks just don't want to go to church, so I think that a lot of um, people will flock to, um, you know, uh, other medias to sort of get their injection of, of Christianity or faith. Uh-huh. And I think a lot of, uh, like I think of, oh, shucks, The Last Temptation of Christ. That's what I was thinking about. Um, yeah, the, well, there was William Defoe, but there was another Impassion of the Christ. That's where I was. Oh, yeah, Jim Casville. And there were so many people who came to that. And it's ironic. You mentioned, Craig, that a lot of people don't come to church anymore. No. But they'll just come, they'll just stream into a movie theater. No, if, and I think I think you're right mm-hmm. that they don't want to go to a structured church. Yeah. That faith and religion, mm-hmm. I, and maybe we should put this as a topic for our future sure. discussion, are two different things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know that the things that are being produced – for that kind of mass consumption, mm-hmm. make people think about their faith. Even though I agree that they're mm-hmm. looking for something, that yeah. there's a gap yeah. that they're trying to fill, mm-hmm. I just I just don't see me sitting down and watching Wonderfalls about some <laughs> wax lion that's talking to me who's the voice of God is going to make oh, me sure. yeah. re-investigate my faith. I mean, it's, very, it's very significant <laughs> that you would point the difference between faith and, and religion because sitting down and watching... Uh, uh, show and being entertained by something, mm-hmm. even though it's uh, it's like just sitting in church and listening to a sermon. I mean, it's, it's quite nice, but it doesn't do really do anything. Right. Faith is great because you believe it, but religion is actually doing something. I mean, for instance, all these mass shootings that have been happening, mm-hmm. uh, even the shooting of this bum uh, fellow eight days ago in, uh, t- in Dallas. Oh, yeah, um, right. Yeah. And he was a he, was a, he, he and his family were very religious, and uh, yeah, and uh, that's right. He he massacred his family. Well, actually, I think he was he is his ex-wife, right? His ex-wife. No, this is the uh, uh, the cop who came home and uh, found the 
It's the difference between, you know, oh, I feel bad for you, and oh, I'm going to do something about it. Yeah. And I think one of the one of the things that's pushing uh, the idea of spirituality, we call it Christianity in the way that we believe, but mm-hmm. spirituality in a sense of community, helping your neighbor, you know, thinking about something other than yourself. I mean, we've been living in this narcissistic collective for for too long, and look what it, where it's got us. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and uh, it's gotten violence, it's gotten uh, division, sure. it's gotten uh, contempt for one another. And contempt is an active thing. You don't just sit on your butt and contempt something. You mm-hmm. do hateful things. You you would participate mm-hmm. in evil. Um, but I think it, it, I think what the difference today to me is uh, is a reaction to this to do something. Mm-hmm. To actually do something. Well, and in watching it, shows and movies is a very passive. Yeah. It's it's not. It's like faith. Yeah. I mean, it's, you have it. Yeah. But it, what? Okay, that's great. You yeah. know, I have good thoughts and prayers. Mm-hmm. You know. You know what, what's interesting? Talking about entertainment and religion and the struggle. You know, there are black churches who they will add pop, hip hop and entertainment sort of secular things within their church. I have a, I have a problem with that personally because I feel you, you can water down, you know, Christianity and all of a sudden, you know, what's the difference between that and going to a concert? Right. You know, if you sacrifice all sorts of things just to get people into the church. Uh, yeah, they don't always sacrifice when they, like, put yeah. things in. No, but yeah, I see do. where you're yeah. headed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sister Act, though, like, that really brought a bunch sure. of people back. Yeah. I, I kind of, I wanted to circle back to yeah. what, what do we know about God mm-hmm. from movies and TV. And and as I mentioned earlier, I'm animals. Mm-hmm. So as I was looking and gathering clips, and, and I'm happy to share the spreadsheet that I made, and I'm going to add some stuff that, that Reg brought up mm-hmm. so that you can kind of see some of the movies and TVs that I found and, and there are trailers for each of them and descriptions. Mm-hmm. But what do we know about God from movies and TV? And I came up with a few points here. So the, one, the first one and foremost that I saw over and over again is God is not who or what we expect. To expect. Mm-hmm. It's, it's always a surprise in these, okay. in these things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, it's your neighbor. Oh, it's the... Wax yeah. figurine. Oh, it's this old man down the street, or Morgan Freeman. It's Morgan Freeman. <laughs> or yeah. It's Alanis Morissette. We, 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 it's not who we expect. Mm-hmm. And then always in these shows, God is good. Yes. And religion course. is bad. Oh yes. I, yes, that, yes, I yes, see yes. that a lot. Yeah. Like that churches, like when churches or priests or reverends mm-hmm. are depicted, they they have a negative take on things. Mm-hmm. But, but, but like that they God they is. Seem like they're not getting the. Point. They're not getting the point. They're right. not helping. Yeah. But that God is good. Uh-huh. And then in all of these, God is very persistent. Mm-hmm. He picks somebody, and, and this is, God works via ordinary people. He picks a reluctant hero, and he pushes them and pushes them and pushes them mm-hmm. until they finally do what he asks them to do. Is that like Bruce Almighty? It's like Bruce Almighty, or, 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 or oh God, any of them. Oh, John oh God with John Denver, yeah. Joan of Arcadia, all, all of these people at first, they're like, I think I'm going crazy. Yeah, why me? I can't do this. Yeah. I don't. I don't have the capacity to do this. Yeah, which you see a lot of times in the, the and, biblical representation. Yeah, when God comes down. exactly. We yeah. see that over and over again in the Bible, right? Yeah. And then I, 
also, because they're always pushing back against whatever the God depiction is getting, wanting them to do, God always wants them to use their talents. So whatever the talents of the, these people are, if they're good communicators or people people or whatever, yeah. use those talents. Mm-hmm. And then um, God is battling evil in all of these. And so <laughs> Craig had pointed out, well, it doesn't make a good story if you don't have that. Yet. No, you need conflict. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just God is doing good in your life. It's like there's always a very contentious evil oh, What component. was that movie with Keanu Reeves? Remember that one with his name? Constantine? Yeah. Oh, oh right. Yeah. yeah. That, that was, was God-and-action movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then the last point that I, I culled from my research was that God is going to intervene. Mm-hmm. He's going to fix things. The, those are the things that I, I learned about God just from movies. Just from movies. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good list. So I'm wondering what, if you're listening out there, what, if there was something out there that you learned or... Yeah. Or, or whatever. Yeah, what do you, what do you glean from this? Yeah, I mean, there, there's there's just so many depictions of ordinary people mm-hmm. helping. So, and in every one of these, it's like God is saying, I need you to help this person. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm pointing out a place where you can make a difference in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, what I find about media, you know, it's, it's fascinating listening to your list. And it was one, and we should give, like, references as to, you know, like, what are the sources and all of that uh, yeah, stuff? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I can yeah. post that spread. But um, I've, I've thought about like how the media, whether it be movies or television, depict God through the years. And I guess we can only speak as Americans. I'm sure you yeah. know, if you're from other countries, we'll have a different con- a per- a perception. Like um, on the waterfront, yeah, and uh, and uh, some of these uh, the 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 epic movies where there was a purity where no one challenges. The, the, the fact that there is a God, mm-hmm. like, you know, God is there. Like, On the Waterfront is basically about a movie. Uh, I actually have the um, the Wikipedia page right here. It stars um, Marlon Brando, 1951 American crime drama, film directed by Elia Kazan, um, Marlon Brando, Carl Malden, Lee J- Jacob, Rod Steiger. Um, oh, shucks. Um, okay, the plot is, well, basically, so this is a... Um, it's, it's a guy, he's a dock worker, Marlon Brando, who's battling with the mob, and uh, he's witness to crime. And he's faced with, okay, do I, do I testify to the police as to what the mobsters did or whatever? But through the play, I mean, through this movie, there's a priest who is sort of the voice of conscience. And you, you're talking about how, in, in now in modern pop culture, the church is sort of unreliable, but God is, is there. But, you know, in 1954, no one challenges the church. Yep. No one challenges the priest. No one challenges God. He is there. We are, we, like a magnet, you, you comply mm-hmm. and you deal with it. Although there are outside elements who are like, no. And it's very, very uh, black and white. Yeah, good evil and there's no, not yeah. much distinction or confusion. Yeah, the bad guys are always bad. The right. good guys are always good. And there's yeah. one guy who's sort of conflicted and he's yeah. dealing with his faith and he's you know, dealing with all this stuff. I remember, you know, like Miracle on 34th Street. Well, yeah. actually, that deals with Santa Claus. That's okay. Something <laughs> about. Yeah, my, my neighbor left a Yeah, that, that Miracle on 34th Street where Santa Claus is like, are you real? Yeah. Uh, and then we see an Oh God, the first one. Sure. Same, same court sequence, really. Are you real? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
There's another movie, Miracle in the Rain, which deals with uh, spiritual uh, religious elements. It's in the 50s. It stars Van Johnson, about a woman who falls in love with this soldier who winds up dying. Um, I don't know if it's World War II or Vietnam, not Vietnam, but uh, like maybe Korea. Miracle in the Rain. And uh, I remember as a kid just being so emotionally overwhelmed by it. And basically, uh, the woman sort of goes to church a lot. She prays a lot. She prays for the man to come back. She's looking for this love to come back into her life. And unfortunately, he never comes back. But there is a sequence where she runs in the rain, hugs him, but he's a spirit. And she sort of disappears. And the rest of her family can't find her anymore. It's like a Twilight Zone thing. (laughs) But it's very, very religious-based. But it comes at a time where there is purity and there is, I mean, it's, I think these are the days before rock and roll sort of took over. Yeah. This is sort of the post-counterculturalism, pre-counterculturalism. Uh-huh. And that's how the media sort of depicted God in the oh, way. It's, it's a of, very structured... Kind of post-counterculturalism. And, and mm-hmm. I, I think it was like around the time of uh, when I started kind of like paying attention to these kind of, you know pop cultural references was mm-hmm. around the time when uh, Reagan was elected. Oh, yeah. And, and society as itself, I mean, he, he kind of, he, he, I think he was constructed this kind of idea where, you know, everybody does for themselves. There's no, not going to be a community. Everybody is, I think he called it rugged individualism. Oh, and sure. everyone, uh, you know, everybody fend for yourself. We're not mm-hmm. there to kind of, you know, you know, kumbaya, kumbaya and, and, yeah. and help each other anymore. Everybody's got to, you know, yeah. pull up the, their own bootstraps and help them, help themselves. Yeah. So he like released all the, you know, all the people from mental institutions, yeah. and that's when we first started yeah. our homeless people. And that's, and that's the, the movies yeah. that I'm thinking of are kind of like we're really kind of almost making fun of God in a way, or The Exorcist, or uh, Rosemary's Baby, or, oh, sure. or The Omen. The of God. Yeah, it was, all, it was almost as if, like, you know, oh, thanks a lot, God. Here, yeah. here you go. We're going to just, like, you know, do satire. Well, you know? Yeah. Well, I wouldn't even say satire, but there's a fascination of evil. Of bad things. I'm sorry, but Rosemary's Baby is hilarious. <laughs> I gotta see it again. Casabettes <laughs> and, and Mia Farrow. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, everybody said it was a horror movie. I guess so, but it's, you know, I'll watch it with you because the, I told you the first time I watched it, there was an arc. And I'm sorry, I, yeah, 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 yeah. just weird. But I thought The Exorcist was just hilarious. Yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, it was fun. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. You know, watch this demon yeah. and everything. But it, it is fascinating. There was a fascination of evil in the, especially in the '70s. You had all these movies. Oh, the Elvis was you know that little kid. You know, sure. it was supposed to be the Antichrist. It was like hilarious. I mean, yeah, you know, just that was actually a TV show. A it was a TV show as well. Yeah, years ago. Uh, there's a TV show on now. So I think yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if you guys watch it. Preacher. Oh, I love that. Which show, is kind of like it mixes horror and yeah. and Christianity. You know? The preacher. It's, it's just show. it's just kind of silly, you know. It's really silly, and I and and in a way, you know, that's kind of the generation I grew up with, you know, as far as how God and media was connected. Yeah. It was hard to take it seriously. I forgot about The Preacher, and I forgot about that The Exorcist is on TV right now. Oh, yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. There was a movie that came out. Oh, God, he's so great. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's so great. (laughs) A movie came out very recently that Ethan Hawke was in, and he's been lauded for his performances in it. And um, it's called First Reformed. And I haven't finished watching it. I did start watching it. Mm -hmm. But it... Reg, you watched it, I so did. can you talk a little bit about it? Yeah, you know, so uh, it's about Ethan Hawke. He's a minister. I don't want to give any spoilers. Well, I don't know. Go I don't ahead. Go ahead. But basically, he <laughs> is, a, is a preacher, 
who is um, he's he's a, a preacher for a very very small um, uh, church. I think maybe less than it reminds me a lot of your church uh, that you go to, uh, Craig, where there's maybe 20, 30 people, yeah. handful of folks who come and uh, everyone has their problems and they're giving it to the preacher, who acts also as a um, a therapist, a counselor. Yeah, they all do. And he is so absorbed with their problems and their issues. There's one individual who is so absorbed with the environment, although it's, it's sort of alluded to in the movie that there are more issues going on, that he has some sort of mental issues. Not the Ethan Hawke character, but the other character, mm-hmm. um, who winds up killing himself. And his wife, or the widow, has a relationship with uh, Ethan Hawke. It's not a romantic relationship, well, at least not yet, but there's temptation. So Ethan Hawke is dealing with the frustrations of being alone, the frustrations of being a, um, a minister, basically the preacher uh, is absorbing all of this stuff from the his parishioners. One parishioner dies, and now he's facing temptation from the widow who wants to start a relationship, a sexual relationship with him, but he must keep his vows as a priest. Also, he's dealing with corruption because apparently this church that he is ministering to is a, um, it's, it's a historical church. It's been around for, I don't know, 200 years or so. And so they're having the 200th anniversary, and there are these mega churches that want to take advantage of the uh, the publicity, and they want to make money off of it. And so it talks about the, the greed wow. and the, uh, the decadence of the bigger churches that have way more money than, than he does. So he's asking to sort of play ball and let these other ministers give these speeches with the cameras on and all that sort of stuff. So what do you think, like... First of all, for those of you who don't know this film, the guy who wrote Taxi Driver wrote it. Mm-hmm. Um, there are apparently a lot of parallels. But what do you think? What do you think this movie? Why do you think it's happening now? Well, I think he's using, in my opinion, I think Paul Schrader is using um, Christianity. Or I guess I think that the character Ethan Hawke represents a lot of us who want to hold on to our faith, but are disillusioned. Mm-hmm. by what's happening in our world, mm-hmm. whether it be Trump, whether it be the alt-right, whether it be all these mass shootings. You may be irritated by the Catholic Church. I mean, climate there's, change, yeah, like there's an incredible that. mistrust yeah. of spirituality, of Christianity specifically. Yeah. You know, and, and yet there's a yearning to to understand the good it can do. Mm-hmm. And, but, you know, and those two things, those two forces are kind of like, and, and are kind of, happening in, in our hearts, in our minds right now. Sure. And uh, it's, it's hard to be a force of good and a community when you see mm-hmm. the kind of scandal yeah. and hypocrisy that is kind of existing at the very top. Yeah. And I think that's why I couldn't, like, mm-hmm. I couldn't get through it yeah. because it was pointing out all those things about our society that is depressing me right now. Yeah, and, and unfortunately, <laughs> it is a big turnoff. It only gets worse because yeah. you tuned out early. I know. We haven't got to the point where he actually takes a, um, what is it, a, uh, what's the fence that has the spokes and stuff you keep cattle away from it? I guess it's a barbed wire. A barbed wire. He takes a barbed wire and actually presses his yeah. body on it. He's trying to martyr himself a bit. I guess martyr himself or to feel what Christ felt like, all that sort well, of stuff. They, but you they yeah. sometimes wear the horse hair undergarments yeah. and they yeah. they do he tie themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, that sounds but, a bit evil. Yeah, it yeah. Is. 
and it's it's a form of his uh, state of mind, Ethan Hawke's character. Um, he does, you know, he kisses the woman, the widow. So he's sort of like, okay, screw it. I was I had my vows, but I don't care about my vows anymore. And he winds up blowing up. I, you know, spoiler alert, but he blows up the church. Mm-hmm. And um, and I'm like, wow, you know, is this supposed to be a Christianity thing? I mean, one of the reasons why we have our podcast, you've got to have faith, because, yes, we all of us are sort of disillusioned and we're sort of taken aback by what's happening in the world, but we still hold on to our faith. Well, you know, it's a, believe. Yeah, it's, a, it's a struggle, I mean, obviously, and it, it's an interesting struggle, otherwise this stuff wouldn't be sure. out there. Yeah. And, and that's what makes entertainment is conflict. Yeah. And, and I, you know, I can't blame, you know, people for leaving the Catholic, Catholic Church in droves and, you know, because of this scandal. Yeah, but, uh, you know, what's kind of, those of us who are, you know, who have been in, mm-hmm. you know, aware, uh, sure. for quite, this has been going on for a long, long time. Yeah, a long, and, and not just in the Catholic Church. This, is, this right. isn't something that just happened yesterday. Yeah. You know, and it's not just in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Did you guys see this movie that came out many years ago? It's, it's There have been two other movies in the same franchise. Mm-hmm. God's Not Dead, the new one just came out. No. But the first one is really about this. It's on a college campus, and it's about this professor and the student who, it's a philosophy class, and the professor says, if you're going to be in this class, you have to acknowledge, he makes them acknowledge in writing Mm -hmm. that that there's no God. And this kid is like, no, I'm a Christian, and it's basically him, Mm -hmm. um, what is the word, he's defending God. Sure. And so I, I put that in, in our little repository for me to watch because yeah. that's fascinating. Another another repository, I told you guys over at breakfast about a movie called The Apostle. Yes. That came out in 1997. I actually have the Wikipedia page up with Robert Duvall. Robert Duvall is basically a, um, says here's a charismatic Pentecostal preacher. His wife, Jessica, played by Farrah Fawcett in one of her last roles before she passed away. Uh, his wife has begun an adulterous relationship with a youth minister lady named Horace. And, um, let's see, what, okay, yeah, so in a drunken fit, the protagonist, uh, Duvall's character, attacks Horace with a bat and puts him into a coma, and he later dies. So now the police are after him, and he's on the run, and he's, ri- he's just driving around the Bible Belt, and he stops at these miscellaneous places. And he stops at these corner churches or these dirt road churches mm-hmm. and just walks in and starts preaching. starts preaching and everybody's like, yeah, you know, and he sort of raises people's faith. And then the cops are after him. And he's like, okay, I got to go. And he, keeps, and he does it over and over and over again until they he's catch like him. He's like the preacher bandit. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, the lighthearted version of that is Steve Martin as the preacher. <laughs> Oh, in right. West Texas. But that one's interesting because it shows you all the ways that he fakes things, like yeah. the statue crying and, and <laughs> how they, like, have little... Oh, sure, sure, sure. ...earpieces and stuff. Yeah. But it is fascinating. Uh, I mean, the thing that fascinated me about the Apostle is that although he's done a heinous act, and, of course, he is w- weighed down by a thing that happens to you. I mean, it reminds me of Job. You know, Job says, oh, you know, you... You know, the devil says, oh, you, you want to praise God, Job? Let me do this to you. I yeah. want to do this to you. And now you'll denounce the, the name of God. I don't think all of us feel like Job, like the protagonist and like, you know, the protagonist in First Reformed, where how are we going to act? How are we going to hold on to our faith when bad things happen? 
And some are like, some just let go. And some hold on, although it's really, really hard. And some are like, hey, listen, you know, this is like the rain, but I'm never going to let go. I'm never going to let go. Some filmmakers, you know, portray the letting go. Some portray the, no, I'm going to keep on holding on. So I, I find yeah. that fascinating. Well, I'd be interested. I, I've, I've got new yeah. things from you, Reg. And, and Craig, if you have any other, I want to keep building my little sure. library. Yeah. And for those of you who are listening, if you could post on the post that I posted on Facebook, mm-hmm. any movies or TV shows or even books or, um, or so music. Or music, you music. know. Like, mm-hmm. That's one of the things yeah. that I, I kind of noticed that I don't really see mm-hmm. now is, is any kind of, uh, kind of specifically – kind of pop culture that, you know, adds... A reference to a religion that, or a God. That adds Christianity to it as well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if, 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 if Mary Jane came out with the gospel, I'd like, no, everybody buy it. Mm-hmm. That's but, true. Uh, I would. Uh, yeah, I would. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, Absolutely. But, uh, well, I mean, I think about soul. You know, we talked a couple of podcasts ago about the death of um, Aretha Franklin. And it came at a time where soul, especially in the 70s, drifted very close to gospel. I mean... They say that there's a wonderful uh, documentary on the history of rock and roll where Ray Charles takes the gospel element yeah. and he puts it into rock and roll. I think he did I Got a Woman. Yeah. I got a woman yeah. well down now. That's actually was a gospel. Oh, yeah. yeah I know a man. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Everybody was doing that crossover stuff after yeah. him, after Aretha, after yeah, everybody started doing it. I mean, like. Well, Elvis started purloining. Yeah, sure. I, yeah. Country and Western starts doing it. You know, it, it was like when everybody had to have a damn Christmas album, you know. <laughs> I remember, I remember, I remember, God, we played Christmas, Johnny Mathis, and everybody had to have a Christmas We sure. can have a Christmas album, yeah. too. If you know, I can have But, you know, that was, that, yeah, you know, that started to kind of like. <laughs> real interest in, you know, the gospel sound. Yeah. yeah. But, but it, like, I think about Donny Hathaway, and for those who are listening, you should check out Donny Hathaway, where yes. she sings secular songs, uh-huh. but if you if you took away the vocals, you would swear it's gospel. The you sound. Know, you got the church yeah. sound, singing the sounds, you have the piano. It's as if he's taking, you know, as if the woman that he's singing about is God. Mm-hmm. And Sam Cooke did that a lot. Yeah. Like, uh, there's a wonderful song that he does, wonderful, wonderful that he does with the soul stirs. What he's singing about God is wonderful. Uh, wonderful, God is wonderful. And then he twists it around and d- delivers a song called Lovable, which is exactly the same the song, same song. <laughs> but he sings it to a woman. Yeah. Yeah. And he recorded it, and it was, big con- it was a big controversy back when he released it because he had a church following who loved him. He was sort of a sex symbol for the church community. And they were like, no, we don't want you doing secular stuff. But he did anyway. And they were like, oh, this is sinful and all that sort of stuff. Well, Ray Charles went through the same thing. But you had this thing where people would come from the church. We talk about divas. You know, um, Whitney Houston came from the church. She did. Her mom was Sissy Houston. I believe her father was a minister. Yep. Um, so oh, we have many singers that yeah, we admire. That's exactly yeah, right. Practice their art in a church. Yeah, and I think getting back to what you were saying, Craig, a lot of that is gone now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Rihanna, Cardi B. I don't people, say people would have to go to church. All the artists out there, there's a uh, yeah, singers or songwriters. There's a there's something potentially to be gained because where's spirituality going to go? Exactly. We're talking about where it has been. Talking about where it kind of is right now. But yeah. where's it going to go? Yeah. 
You know, good question. You know, I, I, I remember when, I, was it gospel or was it Jesus Christ? Superman? I don't know how to love. That's, um, that's right. Jesus Christ. That's Jesus Christ. Yeah. 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 But that was yeah. like, that kind of brought forward an idea of a sensuality of Christ. Yeah. You know, in yeah. a very physical, because he's a physical man. Yeah. And people loved him and probably mm-hmm. uh, women loved him too. Sure. You know, and, and there was, you know. And, he was and, a rock star. And then yeah. he was. <laughs> That's fodder out there for all you creativity people. You know, maybe they're, maybe we need to explore the sensuality of yeah. our relationship with God. Yeah, I used yeah. to always think that Catholic Mass was very erotic. Especially with the incense. But I do think that today's hip-hop and whatever, uh, and we're in rock, they, they push away from sensitivity. I mean, that's yeah. one of the things about Christianity and faith, because you do have to open yourself up. Yeah. What does Jesus ask us to do? To say, listen... Give yourself to me. Yeah, or have a relationship with God. And, and relationships, you know what they are, all you grown-up people. You yeah. know, they have to do with every aspect of your life. Yeah. In, including sex. Yeah. You know, including including intimacy. Including, yeah. you know, yeah. that, you know. And and that's that's one of the, the things I think maybe it should go. Yeah. And, and, and with the earth. And yeah. with, you know, relationship yeah. with the, with the, the animals yeah. and the planet. Yeah. And, you know, and each other. I mean, it's it's mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's got to be more inclusive. Sure. Not just, mm-hmm. you know, some kind of thing that we fight against or yeah. absorb. Right. Sure. Yeah. But even 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 the, the intimacy of opening yourself up and telling everyone your troubles, like, when uh, in cat, you know, when you when you go to the preacher uh, or the Catholic, what, what do they do when you go into the box and you confession? Confession, yeah. I'm not Catholic, so yeah. But, but just you know, like opening yourselves up, right. and you know, like even the preacher in in a Pentecostal church or a Baptist church will say, "Listen, tell me your problems." Yeah. Or yeah. this prayer time church, come to the front of the altar and right. expose yourself. Right. There's a vulnerability to that. Of course, there's a um, there's a and and the, and the vulnerability is present when you listen to the, some of the old soul songs, oh, yeah. which you don't have now because there's a there's an aversion from vulnerability. Yeah, even the love songs you hear now are sort of a, you know, hey girls, you know, won't you come to me? But you know, I'm not going to back down it's or whatever. Protective it's very protective. It's very protective. It's if the young folks say. don't want to expose themselves. They don't want to be vulnerable. Well, I mean, it's hard being honest about yourself. But, but also you know? in today's society, we don't have a lot of in-person vulnerability interaction. Right. We don't the, have a the lot of community. Who are creating, you know? Yeah, the people who are creating are many mm-hmm. of the people who are creating art today a safe place to have be virtual sure, you know? realities yeah. more than in person. Oh, yeah, that's a very good point. We can also talk, we're talking about pop culture, we're talking about video games. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got to research if there is Christianity in video games at all. I mean, Let's I know look that. into it. <laughs> I know someone I can reach out to. to I ask. know I know there's a doom for any of those. Um, so I, I love first 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 person shooters, oh. especially the older ones like Doom, uh, which was, came out in 1992. What's first person shooters? Is that like first person shooters? Is basically it was really some of the first games where you had 3D versions. Oh, it's a type of game. It's a type okay. of game. Oh. Clearly, I do not play a video yeah. game. Unlike, <laughs> unlike side-scrollers or whatever, it's as if, you know, the only thing you see it's is from your the gun. I see, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, your eyes are the eyes of okay. the camera and all that Got stuff. It. Oh, I remember a tank. Like a rainbow set. Is that count? Exactly. Yeah, tank. Okay. Yeah, back in the old days. Right. And so Doom, guys, uh, the creators, John Carmack and John Romero, they created the game Doom, which became really, really popular. Because back then, people didn't buy, people didn't play video games on, on PCs. Oh, yeah. 
You went to the arcade. You yeah. went to the arcade, or you played it on Nintendo and and what Ren and Will? Yeah, what Ren and Will? Okay, <laughs> but in any case, so um, so there's a mod. Oh, God, there, there's a Doom mod where someone uh, created a Christian version of Doom. Really? Yeah. Oh, let's look into that. Yeah, we'll have to look into that. Well, I think this is an exciting topic. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I brought it to the table. But, but exactly. No, it was fun. It was really fun. So, uh, Who's up next week? I have no idea. One of me. you. Yeah. Okay. I think I want to talk about, when we talk about messianic themes, let's talk about messianic themes okay. and, and movies. Okay. Yeah, that, was, that should be and fun. And movies only. I think so. I mean, okay. if you find something in TV. Or books. Or yeah. Whatever. Well, it's not overtly Christian, but... You get the, the simple stuff. Well, I was thinking books, too. Yeah, yeah, books, too. Okay. Anyway, so that'll be the next thing, and right. uh, we should have fun with that. Uh, I, had a, I had a wonderful time. Yes. Who's going to close us out in prayer? Sure. Dear God, thanks again. Once again, we come together and, uh, and, and think of you and your words and be inspired and, uh, and motivated to go out into the world, to love you, to love this planet, to love life and entertainment other people, and the fellowship that you bring to us, uh, we'd like to carry on that in the the way we do our lives each week, and thank you for the love that you give us and the love that we can share. In Jesus' name, thanks. Amen. 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 Walk in faith, folks. Absolutely. Well, faith is a podcast open to anyone. You may be um, Muslim, you may be Jewish, you may be agnostic or atheist. Uh, you may not believe at all. Um, you may have had a horrible experience in the church, which made you turn your back to God. You can still have faith. We ask that you listen to this podcast, even challenges on Facebook or on SoundCloud or on Twitter or Instagram. You can find Deb Carragher at DL Carragher. You can find me, Red Space Clay. And share what you feel. Don't feel alienated because we speak of what we believe. The Bible has been around for thousands of years, and even now, in the age of the Internet and social media and great technology, it still has a message for all of us. You can listen to this podcast on the Apple Podcast app or on iTunes. Just open up your iTunes app, click on Store, go on on the search engine on the upper right-hand side, and search for You've Got to Have Faith, and you'll find us. If you're an Android user, download SoundCloud or go on SoundCloud.com, search for us, and you'll find us. Thanks for listening, and God bless.